more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Five after five here on High Tide. Not too bad is what we would sum up today as being west. Uh, westerly winds below 10 knots, becoming north to north westerly in the morning, then tending north to north easterly 10 to 15 in the early afternoon. 0.5 of a metre are the seas. A little bit of opposing current and uh, swell, but nothing too major to speak of. But gentlemen... Gentlemen, let me tell you, when I have a look at Windy and I look towards next Thursday, 25 knots sustained, 40 knot gusts is what's being forecast on the modelling at the moment. So, For what day? For Thursday. It's gradually going yeah. to get worse as yeah. the week goes hey. on. I mean, when Wednesday, Thursday, uh, Friday are all looking pretty, pretty bloody ordinary, to yeah. be honest. Now, with those models, I've found that about three or four days, they're mm. pretty good. After that, they're a little bit like... Um, I was going to say like, I was going to say like your mind when we're chatting. Well, on the I've phone, got to but live I... that long. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going to try and wake up tomorrow. He, he's very careful when he buys milk these days. You know, he doesn't want to. Don't want the don't milk, milk out, outlast him. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's an expiry date on it, and I'm hoping I can keep up with it. That's it. But uh, yeah, no, so. Today is definitely looking like the day to get out there and, and get amongst it. So, um, yeah, if I was uh, pottering around uh, Sydney this morning, okay. I think you could, you could do a lot worse than uh, go and chase some bonito. You're going to go and fish in the harbour today? I'm planning on it with the kids, yeah. Right, what bait are you going to take? We'll go down to the fish markets and, um, yeah, we'll, we'll sort of decide whether we want to go and, and uh, throw some uh, pieces of... Uh, you know, pilch it around, or whether we want to just grab a, a few school prawns and, and just go and chase. What about take. baby squid? Uh, yes, no. Um, I've only got light gear, so it's it's sort of going to be oh, brim, okay. brim tailor yeah. or and trevally, or it's going to be jackets on the on the piers there. Yeah. So uh, obviously we're 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 on uh, the foot today, so uh, oh, yeah, we'll we'll right uh, we'll. we'll We'll decide when we get to the fish markets. I'll see what what's looking good and what prices are, and uh, pick a, a species from well, there. Will you be but down here on the Jones Bay Wharf? That's the plan. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll go and and give that a, a quick hit. But um, yeah, we if I was in a boat, yeah, definitely scoot down to uh, you know North Head, South Head, troll around there. I, I don't even know if I'd bother taking bait with me today. I think I'd I'd be. Uh, Looking at uh, just throwing some hard bodies out behind the boat and going for a, a slow troll, picking up some Benito Taylor. You do mean yeah. like as in a lure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. Know, we don't, don't don't want the stiff. not old enemies or anything no, like no, that. No, 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 no. They go out a fair bit further out <laughs> uh, <laughs> with car batteries as flippers. Oh, excuse me, yeah. I'd just like you to come and help me move a fridge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> something like that. But uh, yeah, no, it's 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 going to be a, a really nice morning, and uh, when that wind comes up in the afternoon, you know, I'd want to be well and truly back at the boat ramp, you know, washing down, cleaning fish, all that sort of thing. So, Having a name, the Tenderfield Tiddler, mm-hmm. uh, relates to you coming from sort of the country as a country boy, and you dress like one. For those that can't see. Um, What's happening out there in the country? Yeah, at the moment, uh, yeah, we, we were just discussing it earlier, Kieran. They're they're actually uh, looking for a buyer for the uh, Tenfield Saddler at the moment. It's certainly really? not not going to be this little black duck. Let me assure you, because uh, same reason I didn't buy Tenfield taxis. It's like oh, uh, we definitely need the taxis there, and we need it, uh, you know, for the the town and so forth. But uh, I'm not particularly interested in buying it. Uh, uh, this tattler is a bit the same, you know. It's it's one of those things that, for the right person and for the right reasons, they could, uh, you know, make make a bit of a go of it. But is uh, there enough enough work? Like saddlery, saddlery is a thing that you got to be. Look, you you need to know what you're doing and so forth. Whether you do it as a working saddlery or whether you do it as a, the tourist uh, attraction type thing that it is at the moment is. Uh, we did have. Uh, 
a couple of the, the workers in town uh, that have, have sort of fold, had shops in the main drag and have now folded up um, and, and sort of are working from home and things like that. I think uh, Tenerfield would do well to, um, you know, concentrate more on the tourism side of things. We we do very well from tourists from Queensland and so forth because we are just three hours from Brisbane. They do really well over in Stanthorpe and, and so forth. We we just need them to get down across the border. I think the best way to do that would be to open up the uh, freshwater impoundment in town. And yes. I, I've been nagging and... and yeah, you know, causing we're, a headache. We've threatened the mayor a few times. No, we have, and and they just don't seem to, to don't want to come that to the little, party. Little, little no, no, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's just very frustrating. Yeah, you know, we've got people like Harry Davies up there that you know could make a really good go of it, just guiding people on that. Mm. Yeah, you know, just we're not talking about putting power boats in the dam. We're talking about paddle craft, a bit of fishing from shore. Yeah, let me tell you. If you get to go with Harry Davies, try and get the accommodation and get him to cook a baked dinner. He does yeah. a magnificent baked dinner. Yeah, no, he's, he's a good guy. He's a isn't, it, isn't it funny, Steve? Like, the one thing I've noticed in starting on this program, with Kieran, everything seems to revolve around his food. His stomach, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the way, way to his heart is definitely <laughs> through his stomach. Well, it's better than drink once it was all drink. <laughs> Yeah, well, where does the drink go, Kieran? It goes into your stomach, mate. So that's nothing changed. <laughs> He's got a point. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's it's been interesting uh, time since uh, finishing up with the the SFF, and and uh, yeah, we're we're still I keep a little bit of a, an eye on the the counting, and that's ongoing. So we still don't have a, a definitive answer as to what the makeup of the the um, next week. Upper I spoke house. to Mr. Yeah. Borzak. Yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it should be about the 20th that we get uh, a, a definitive a final, result. Yep. Uh, and, you know, all those um, you know, voter-allocated preferences, people that have voted below the line and things like that, and all the postal votes have come in and they've sort of spread it out and done their maths and we'll know what uh, we're looking at. But uh, it'll be interesting, hopefully, next week talking to the, uh, the new fisheries minister. It'll be... Um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. And yeah, um, the lady doesn't have a background that we can. Is that a negative though? See, no, no, no not, not really. As long as she's willing not to really. learn. It's yeah. very. It's it's. Well, put it this way, it's sort of a bit of a blessing in disguise if they're a fisher fisher person. Right, they understand. Yeah, but then do they come in with explain. a preset agenda and a closed mind on on what things? you know, need to change, or if you've got somebody who has got absolutely no idea but's got the portfolio and wants to make a go of it, are they more open to listening to the community and advisors? I don't know. I might yeah. be wrong. No, look, you know, I think, uh, you know, she'll be well aware of the, the last few uh, Labor fisheries ministers and uh, how they ended up. So, uh, and, you know, to be honest, some of the... Uh, uh, coalition fisheries ministers didn't uh, set the world on fire either, you know, so uh, I think it, she'll she'll definitely has her work cut out for her, but, uh, you know, if she has the right advisors and she listens to the right people, I think she'll she'll do quite well. Mm. Hopefully. Fingers a, crossed. A so. BSO yeah. for Pittwater East wouldn't go astray. Mm. <laughs> yep. The poor people up there have been struggling for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know. The, I know that there was some sort of uh, problem with uh, the previous person's health or something like that. It, 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 I may be a hundred percent wrong there, but that's what I was led to believe. So it's a situation out of their control. But it's a very busy waterway, and there's mm. a lot of people waiting for information and a BSO that comes under transport now. Transport yeah. New South Wales. Yeah. Uh, I can talk to Mark Hutchins. Yep. If you like, oh, but it, no, it's it's just a, you know it's one of those things where they've got a they, they've given me a date that um, things will be back underway, and it's only about two, a week or a week, week and a half away, so um, not not too bad. And they've been overly helpful in trying, you know, like mm. my mooring now is not going to be I'm not going to be charged for that until such time as they do that. So I mean, they've done as much as they can 
practically do to, to try yeah. and help. But it's certainly not a dig at Maritime or, or anything like that. It's just it really probably <laughs> shouldn't be like that. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, anyway, so, yeah, we'll try and get uh, the new fisheries minister on and we'll try and get the new transport minister on to have a yarn to us as well. You know, see, yeah. see, see what they're going to do about boat ramps, about... Uh, yeah, BSOs and BEOs and all that sort of good stuff. and um, Good yeah. all moulds into one. How much yeah. more, uh, like with fisheries officers, would the Recreational Trust Fund have to pay for? Yep. Exactly. Yeah, don't, don't get me started. You know, whether, whether, yeah, it would be nice to think that either. If, if she's coming from a... Um, yeah, a background of, of of that sort of administration type thing, then perhaps you know she might look at uh, you know the the new fisheries minister might look at, at combining the the game and, and fish uh, aspects, you know, and get just a one shop stop, you know, one stop shop. Sorry, of of uh, fish and game rather than having the game unit out there doing its thing and the fisheries unit doing their thing. It, it, in the states, it works so well together. It Let just, me say you know, this: it's like peas and carrots. We need a, a like we do have an advisory, mm. a fisheries advisory group of people put together. I think we need to get rid of those blokes, and I know most of them, and um, and start with a, a new chair and a whole new body of uh, people, and get some younger people in there. Yep. Mm. Okay, it's always good to have the old blokes. For a bit of uh, advice, it's got to be balanced. But you need to be able to have a young person say, "Well, we don't, we're not going in that direction. We're going in this direction." Mm. You know, uh, but, so this is what we need. But it's taking over fisheries, and you guys know better than me. This is a question more than a statement. But would taking over, you know, the portfolio of fisheries not be dissimilar to taking over hospitals? You're going to be hated by the fisheries. You're going to be hated by the boaters. You're going to be hated by the greenies. You're going to be everyone's going to to come at you because oh, yeah. everyone's got an ulterior agenda. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Very and much it's, so. It's balancing that out and uh, trying to, you know, keep uh, as few people as possible upset at you. Looking but. at the clock, I've got an agenda. We need to go take a break. And you just want your race tips. You just want your race tips. It's exactly. 17 after 5. For the management of pain and inflammation associated with osteo and other mild forms of arthritis, try Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest stiff sore and sorry stockist go to loveoilcollection.com.au or phone Ray on 040-6671-359 Choices Flooring understands that we all have different needs for our homes so what's your lifestyle? Whether you're a busy family or need healthier solutions, love natural fibres and textures or just want the ultimate in luxury you'll find the right choice for your lifestyle at our What's Your Lifestyle sale so go online and view all of of our What's Your Lifestyle sale catalogues, packed full of savings, inspiration and chances to win. Choices Flooring, the floor you've been searching for. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1-800-805-366 or go to view.org.au. Are you thinking of escaping to the country? Maybe a new home is on the cards? Maybe a new lifestyle? Well, Pal Kid Homes has been providing the answer for more than 50 years. You can choose from Pal's range of stylish, modern homes which are designed for country living. Pal Kid Homes make it easy for you to build your own home and save a lot of money. Find out how at pal, that's p-a-l-kidhomes.com.au or phone 1-800-024-912. It's never been more important to buy Australian than right now. Our local manufacturers and growers produce world-class products known for their quality, safety and reliability. All while generating local jobs, supporting our communities and helping Australian families now and into the future. 
So look for the trusted green and gold kangaroo logo. Buy Australian now. Visit australianmade.com.au You can escape the rat race to enjoy a leisurely break at Mudgee's Winning Post Motor Inn. As a special bonus, when you make a reservation at Winning Post Motor Inn, mention you heard about it here, and you'll receive a complimentary bottle of local Charnwood Estate wine to take home with you. To find out more or to make a reservation, you go to winningpostmotorin.com.au or you can call Mudgee's Winning Post Motor Inn for a booking on 63... 72 33 33 2SM has Sydney talking 2SM has Sydney talking More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network Thanks to Shimano Tomorrow's tackle today It's 21 minutes after 5 Bob from Bexley if you can hear us mate just hang on till uh, Brendan gets in and I'll give you a yell on air and Give us a uh, give us a call then, uh, and uh, we'll get you on, and we'll have a little bit of a chat. Speaking of a little bit of a chat, time to get our racing tips for today. They're racing at Royal Ramwick today. An interesting day of racing. John Caracasanas, Christos Anesti for tomorrow. Thank you. How are you? We're pretty good, mate. Yourself? Congratulations yeah. to the rabbits. Yeah, yeah. We didn't beat much. We need to we need to start our games better. That's what we need to do. But we're not here to talk about football, Kieran. No. Okay. You tell him, boss. Yeah, I always do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Royal Ramwick's the location for today. They have had a bit of uh, rain throughout the week, but fortunately, uh, Ramwick tends to to hold up pretty well. Um, yeah. Now the the. They it's a soft, wet last night. soft seven at the moment, and they're saying showers, but we know it's going to be sunny. What do we like on All-Age Stakes Day? Well, in the All-Age Stakes, this is my best bet of the day, and it's Giga Kick. Giga Kick, which number is... Number 14. Number four... Number, uh, hey, there's 12 runners in the race. Is How do there? you get number 14? <laughs> well, there's number 12. Hey, hey, Kieran, leave, leave it to me. <laughs> Sorry, John. Race race eight, number twelve. <laughs> or if you want back the fourteen, I don't mind. Yeah, back, you back the fourteen, Karen. <laughs> you'll definitely win. Thank God for that. <laughs> uh, the next best is in the champagne. <laughs> the champagne stakes, yeah. The Moet and Chandon champagne stakes. Race seven, number two. Number two. Some guy just whizzed past me and went through a red light. No, that won't work. Chris Waller's horse with Joe Marrera. No, Don Corleone, no. That's Snowden's. Don... Yeah. Hey, you said number two, didn't you? Oh, no, I said Don, Don Corleone. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm okay. Sorry. I okay. I don't know what number it is. Uh, number one. Number one. Don Corleone. Cool. That's uh, Peter and Paul Snowden with Jay McDonald. Gee, Jay McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, the guy would win on a rocking horse, wouldn't he? Well, he does. Yeah. Yeah, the next, the next best is uh, Opal Ridge. I think it's uh, race three or four. Race three, Opal Ridge. Uh, let me think. No, race four, Opal Ridge. Yep, I've got that. It is race four, number three, for Lukey Pepper. That's the one. And for my value bet, um, uh, in race one, we're going to stick with Williamsburg. Williamsburg, race one, number two. Okay, that's a uh, good. Uh, a good little yeah, selection? Yeah, well, it's just got to be written a bit quieter. It was um, written too, too close to the pace in the, in the derby last last start. Yep. Well, so in a, in a six-horse field, he'll be out the back. Well, good luck. With a strong run. He, he does like the wet, so... And it's back to 2,000 metres, which is probably its best distance. Nice. Well, good luck with those. What are you up to for tomorrow? Uh, no, just at home. Quiet cooking, one? Cooking a barbecue. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. Ah, nothing no, better. No, 
the days of cooking lambs on spits are over, I'm afraid. <laughs> Nothing better than a Greek yeah. Easter barbecue. He'll wait for his brother to bring some fish. Tony will go and, or Coronel, his nephew, they'll go fishing and get something for him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get a lot off them. <laughs> I'll catch I'll catch my own thanks, Kieran. I'll just, I'll, I'll just go to Piermont and get some fish there. Yeah, I find that's the best place to catch them myself too. But that that's well, more about me than anyone else. <laughs> exactly right. All right, guys. Have a good one, John. To all our great community, have a happy Easter. Yeah, Christos and Esty to you all, mate. Have a good one. Thanks, buddy. See ya. Kurt's there with his tips for today. They'll be on the Facebook page very shortly. It is, and I'll put, I'll put all those up. I won't read them out for you again. Uh, 26 after 5 here on High Tide. When our son was in hospital on his 10th birthday and you gave him a call to wish him happy birthday, he's just turned 65. Oh, God. So you and I and my wife have been together for a very long time. I mean, honestly, John, you are one of the most non-biased presenters on Australian radio. You always show both sides of the story, and that's why I listen to you. Just want to say thanks for having a space that we can just share our opinions, man. I really appreciate that. Being a, a young fellow myself, I just feel like that voice is going, you know? Just people speaking their minds, man. I just want to say thank you for having a space to do it. Well, that's all right. It's here for you every day, so you don't have to go far, Sam. You can express your point of view here every day of the week if you want to. The John Lewis Show, weekdays from 9am on 2SM. From sailboats to yachts to jet skis, Finance Easy offer leisure craft loans with flexible repayments to suit your budget and lifestyle. And they give you an answer within 24 hours. They've taken the hassle out of borrowing money for your new pride and joy, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Applying is easy. Visit the website and provide a few details. Go to financeeasy.com.au or call 1300 003 Australian Credit Licence Number 392182. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Unlike any other SUV in Australia, the unrivaled Kia Sorento is available in diesel, petrol, hybrid and plug-in hybrid technologies. The Kia Sorento. Awarded and unmatched like no other seven-seat SUV. To find out more, visit kia.com.au or visit your nearest Kia dealer. Kia. Movement that inspires. Whether you dream of winning a Commonwealth Games gold medal or three, like the Australian Jackaroos, or you're just searching for your next social competitive sport, that could make you a local legend. The skills you've honed over a lifetime of playing sport will make you a legend on the bowls green. And that green is just up the road. Bowls, local legends wanted. Find a club near you. Visit bowls.com.au and click on Find a Club. Peters of Kensington is online. Shop all the top brands and great prices with the same excellent in-store service. They sell great cookware brands like ScanPan, KitchenAid, Breville and Smeg, as well as Rydal Glassware, Wedgwood Dinnerware and much more. Peters also stocks a beautiful range of home decor, lamps, rugs, furniture, cushions and Manchester. They even have afterpay. Visit petersofkensington.com.au. 2SM, Australia's king of talkback radio, John Laws, 9am weekdays. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. It is 29 minutes after 5 here on High Tide. If you're heading north of Sydney and north of Newcastle, well, not looking too bad, to be honest with you, on the mid-north coast. Coffs Harbour heading for a top of 25. Port Macquarie, 23. Tari, 23. Foster, about the same. Uh, Dorigo, 21 degrees. Warhope, 24. And if you're out on the roads at the moment, be warned, so too is PJ. Good morning. How are you? Morning. <laughs> We're plodding along. We're plodding along. Like me, plodding along. Yeah, it's um, currently 
um, sun's lighting up the, uh, the eastern skyline. It's not sticking his head over the horizon yet, but it's a bit of scattered cloud. Um, yeah, so make most of it early, I think. Still going to be a bit, uh, a bit blowy later on this afternoon. Um, got some good trends going out this morning, out to Crowdy, so I hope all chambers does well out of there. Um, yeah, it's not looking real good for the rest of the weekend, I think, because the winds are going to get up there and the swell's going to be up. So, uh, offshore uh, fishing off the mid north coast will be a bit delayed for week of day. Yes, sir. I'm down here at, uh, at the moment. I'm sort of heading back home. I think we're supposed to be back home on Tuesday. So, uh, yeah, I met, met Christine and the kids on uh, yesterday afternoon at uh, the, uh, or the day before, Thursday, at uh, the uh, train station at Hornsby. And, uh, yeah, sunny days ensued. Well, I was just going to pull up here, but the truck parked in the parking bay, so yeah, it's, I'd be glad if you do because it's really difficult to hear what you're saying at the moment. The uh, background noise is uh, pretty full on. That's the blinker. Well, I'd hope so. <laughs> unless, he, unless, unless, he, unless he's run over a bit of four by two or something. <laughs> you wouldn't even feel it, would you? Oh, just a little jump. Oh, here that's so much better, man. Much better. Thank you. Much better. That's all right. I've got the, uh, I've got the truck in park, and I've got the uh, the handbrake on, so I'm going to use the phone. Very yeah, good. So, um, as, yeah, the the weather's not looking real good for the rest of the week. I think today's going to be the pick of the day up here in the mid north mm-hmm. coast. You're a bit like me, PJ. You, you can, I, I know which days you're you're having off because the weather just turns sour on those days, and I'm exactly the same. It drives it's driven me nuts this summer. Yeah, yeah. Like you look there, and I've got to go to work, and you know you get a good day while you're at work, and then when when you come to your your days off, you go, yeah, the weather's turning bad. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, um, what's been happening? Well, um, the rain actually spurred the mud crabs. I don't know, Lane Scarlet got five. And when I say big, they were big mud crabs. They're no monsters. So uh, Lane had some relatives down from, from the country and took them out crabbing and they're going home with some great, uh, great uh, box of crabs. Um, a lot of the kids had a ball out on the river with him. There's um, quite a few brim there too. Um, I think that the, the, the talk at the moment's been the amount of mullet that's come. So we had the westerlies there last week and coincided with the dirty water running out. Um, so there's been mullet caught um, everywhere. Um, beach haulers and the, and the, the river netters have been doing okay. I, um, I processed a box of mullet yesterday, Paul Chambers, and I went and bought a, a 25 kilo box of mullet. So we take the, we take the, uh, the fillets off the bait and the frames and the gut. Uh, go in the well, the gut goes in as brim bait, and the frames go in the uh, the lobster and crab bait. But uh, we also got the milt and the rose, so I'll get the smoker cranked up. And if you've never had smoked mullet row or milt, you don't know what you're missing out on. I can tell you, it's an absolute delicacy. And smoked mullet row often goes for over a hundred dollars a kilo. Mm. But uh, we'll we'll just have that on uh, some nice rice crackers and a bit of lemon juice. It goes really well. Um, so, yeah, plenty of mullet around, but um, I think there's a bit of a horror story that needs to be told. Uh, one of the commercial fishermen was absolutely disgusted. Apparently, they did a shot at Head uh, in the big seas. Um, they estimated it was a 4,000 box shot. Mm. Okay, that's not a problem. Right? 4,000 box is not a problem because they, they will move them. The problem was the bumper broke and um, fish were half drowned, and as a result, the beach in the harbour um, was had about 3,000 boxes of dead mullet floating around. Ooh. So that's a resource that's been wasted, and not only that, it's going to be a shark hazard. Yeah, I bet. So if, if that can be uh, confirmed by anyone that saw it, I'd love to see photos of that, because it, that's a disgrace. 
Um, you know, I've been a long defender of, of commercial fishermen, but to go and attempt a shot that big and not be able to do, retrieve it because of the sea conditions, uh, it shouldn't have had a shot at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, not, not ideal. Yeah, so, and I, I think you'll find fish have a memory, like any fish that escape that sort of thing, and they'll, they'll be the smell of mullet and the sand and the rocks for a while. I think they're sort of going to bypass that area now if there's another run. Hmm. But, but yeah, if that's the case, well, it needs uh, it needs to be said and it needs to be looked at because yeah. the ethics of um, wasting that much fish just uh, it doesn't sit well with me, and I don't think it sits well with anybody else. And you know, if anybody can defend that sort of decision, well, you know, ring up and defend your decision. You know, we'd like to hear it. Um, but anyway, back to the back to the fishing. The the blackfish the other day, I caught up with Steve Yori and his wife Tanya for lunch. Linda and I went down to Foster and we had a walk around. And plenty of blackfish merchant around there, uh, so they'll uh, they'll be uh, uh, let's say they'll be a source of more interest one day next week. A bit of estuarine fishing for blackfish. Um, I found a nice patch of weed, so I've got that drying at the moment. Uh, we've also got uh, some. Great flathead coming out of uh, Wallace Lake at the moment. Like the, the Willamba River is pretty pretty dirty, but what's happening where it meets, where it meets the lake is um, nice and clear. So on that junction of the clear and dirty water, that's been working really well. Um, so little mullet pattern, um, soft plastics have been working, and uh, mullet hard bodies. Um, I actually got to throw some of the new Pro Lure finesse. Soft plastics, these are the ones that are extra stretchy. Let me say the swimming action on those things just blows your mind. And second cast, I had a great fish of 52 centimetres. So um, that photo's gone off to Greg Reed so they can use uh, for their promo again. But yeah, get out there while you still got the holidays with the kids. Work those shallower margins of your lakes and rivers if you can get out of the wind. And work those colour change areas where the dirty water meets the clean because you're going to find um, you're going to find a lot of the activity in that. And um, if you're fishing dirty water, that's when you want to use a lure that's got a long um, or good vibration pattern, a good strong vibration lure. So like Pro Lure V42 or the um, Berkeley Shimmers, they work pretty well. Uh, they get a get a good uh, strong vibration. But like I said, the metal vibes will give you a stronger vibe, which will then therefore um, give the fish a bit more of um, a target to, to hone at. But if you're fishing with baits, uh, you want to be fishing with your smellier baits, so things like your pilly fillets, things like your mullet fillets, anything that's got a nice oily base to it and can put a scent through that dirtier water. Let's face it, fish is obviously better in dirtier water, but their sense of smell is a, a lot more defined. They'll hone in on the, the sense and the vibration, and then their eyes will see what they need to see before they engage their jaw and uh, gobble up your offering. Um, if you are fishing in clear water, uh, yabbies will still be a good natural bait. Um, the brim around the leases in, in, in the lakes are going pretty well. Um, there's some good brim around the leases in the Manning, but uh, just be careful where you're fishing there because um, you don't want to be bumping into the leases wherever you are. I, I, I was talking to one of the oyster farmers on the Manning, and he said he's um, been absolutely decimated by brim on his um, catching sp- on, on his spat catches. So that's where they float those uh, little uh, plastic pipes out, the spit pipes, um, and, the, and they the spat attach themselves to it. The brim have just been chewing those off. Uh, if you see the guys working the oyster leases, they'll let you know the best areas to fish. So there's a little handy tip. Um, and that's about it till tomorrow. Okay, perfect. We'll catch up with you then, PJ. You do. And uh, Kieran, when have you got Matt Barwick back tomorrow? Matt Barwick's on 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. Oh, I'm very glad you got Matt back because Matt's got a great knowledge. And what well, he's back with FRDC now, is he? Yeah, he's the, uh, working with fisheries in the RDC. Yeah, Research Development Corporation. Yep. Oh, jolly good. Well, it's great to have Matt's knowledge and experience back on air because you can you can't do anything but learn off Matt Barwick. That's what I said to Grant. It'll go. It'll be terrific on the podcast. See you later. Uh, yeah. Before you go, Grant, here's one for you. Yeah. I finished my uh, online degree in logistics. Yes. Yes, can... and I specialised in road road transport. Nice. Well done. So now I'm a Rhodes Scholar. You're a Rhodes Scholar. Oh, <laughs> That's we'll save that for Steve. He's 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 still a, a, got young children. That'll be a great dad joke for him. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> don't, Cheers, mate. Don't wake up Bye with mate. a run-down feeling. Nah, I can't do that. See ya. <laughs> See ya. Okay, let's go. Oh, look, I've got to tell you... Um, I was talking to Fishing Tackle Australia up there on the Pacific Highway at Coffs Harbour and Darren said to me, Kieran, out why the Blue Mile have been out there, Black and Stripes were out there, the Dollies were out there as well. They were. You'll get back to later this week. In close, though, the mackerel have been there, Spanish and spotted. Uh, the snapper have been in about 14 metres of water. The kingies around the island, also with Wahoo, at the lighthouse, you'll find kingies off the beaches have been excellent with whiting, tailor. Late in the afternoon for the tailor, the jewies are there, brim have been there. Off the rocks, um, you've got mac tuna, bonito, tailor, plenty of bait, jewies, blackfish, uh, mainly in the corners. Off the rivers, you'll find flooded whiting down there in the lower reaches. School jewies around the bridges and the deep holes. Upstream, there's bass. Uh, at the Maclay's, very good. And looking for trout, Ebor, it's been excellent up there looking for, uh, for the trout. And, yep, that's it. Well, it's a good day to go out today. looks a little bit patchy tomorrow. And with when, if you are heading out, as Karen says, keep an eye on the sky because over 100 rescues the Easter weekend for Marine Rescue. The Zone Deputy Operations Manager Stuart Massey joins us online. Good morning, Stuart. How are you today? Excellent. Good morning. How are we? Not too bad. I'm a little bit... I mean, I'm not used to seeing these numbers, but I would have thought 100 rescues over the Easter weekend. It's too much. Oh, 100 rescues. Yeah, I would say one rescue is too much. But, you know, having 100 out there is... uh, It is quite a high number. But I guess that's what we're there for, is to go and look after the boating community. But, yeah... Over 100 rescue, and when, when you get half of those uh, preventable with fuel and motor issues and batteries and things like that, you, you do kind of shake your head at it a little bit. Yeah, well, and that's my point. I mean, you know, if you're going out to rescue people that have, you know, just had an incident, you, you go, okay, well, that's fair enough, but preventable stuff, you know? And look, I suppose a motor breakdown can would be considered by some as preventable. Others might say it's a mishap, but running out of fuel, come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what do you say? Um, yeah, running, running out of fuel is almost unforgivable. It's, um, but look, it is one of those things that happens every so often. So, you know, whether, whether they run out of fuel, we'll still go and uh, assist them as best we possibly can. But then, you know, the other side of that one is a quarter of those incidents that happened over the weekend were actually life-threatening things where yeah. boats overturned or sunk. Yeah, it was a, it was a big weekend, wasn't it? It was, it was indeed. The crews were kept very, very busy over the weekend. And would you regard, there was, there was one of them, and I, I can't remember exactly where it was, where a dinghy overturned with two young people on board. Would you call that a preventable one? Considering they had pretty big, pretty big swell and winds out there. Look, sometimes you can look at the type of vessel that people are out there in, and again, it's a little bit mind-boggling. That why were you out here in that? But moving around the vessel and having it overturned, um, sometimes it's it's just an incident. It's just one of those things that happens every so often. Um, probably not a lot that you can do about that, but. You know, when those things do happen, it's just really important to make sure that you've, you know, you're able to call for help. Um, like personally, I carry a waterproof cover on my phone. Yeah. So if I ever ended up in there, I know that I've still, I'm still able to make a phone call because I'm going to assume by that stage, if my boat's upside down, my radio is not going to work. That's actually something I'm looking for at the moment too, a waterproof cover for not just that, for an iPad as well. Hey, listen, uh, the, you teamed up with uh, the Toll Ambulance uh, Rescue for a, a training exercise in Sydney Harbour. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. I love watching choppers at low level doing all those wonderful mm. sorts of things. Well, the Toll Helicopter, their pilots need to train and our vessels need to train, and it's, uh, it's a great relationship that we have with Toll and other agencies as well where we do um, some training with them. And they come in and they'll winch, uh, you know, they'll put a crewman on the back deck of our vessels and then lower a stretcher down and uh, we'll simulate taking um, the stretchers off there. 
but it is a very cool exercise when they're that close that you can tell whether it's uh, whether you need a Phillips or a flathead screwdriver on there. Mate, <laughs> I tell you, it's, um, it, it, it does get quite exciting. Uh, and, and the skill of those pilots, and, like, and don't forget. Okay, now obviously the training exercise will be done. Actually, in just looking at the weather, there might be actually a little bit of wind around uh, during the week for that. But the point being is nine times out of ten, when when boats have got issues and you know the toll uh, ambulance rescue are called in, it's generally because the conditions are pretty darn average. Yeah, uh, absolutely for sure. So when you know when those um, when those pilots are coming over the top, they're they're reasonably close to us. Their crew are coming down land on the on a rolling deck, which does not make it easy. But and that's why we practice. We need that practice in good conditions and sometimes in poor conditions as well. Because when it happens for real, we need to make sure we uh, we can do it right. Okay. So what we're saying to people is, please, boaters, just take those few simple steps and make life a lot easier on one and all. Absolutely. There's, those few little preventable things will, will certainly make a difference. But if you do get into trouble out there, please call call us, yep. Marine Rescue, on VHF 16, or uh, don't forget you can always dial triple zero at any time. And one of the things I wanted to mention, I did uh, the uh, Transport New South Wales survey last night for on water, and yep. when it came to... You know, uh, how would you, you know, respond? What would you do if you were in an emergency? Would you use a 27 meg radio, a VHF, a mobile phone, blah, blah, blah? Didn't mention the app. Didn't. Well, the app does. I don't think you can actually call for help through the app itself. Logging on with the app mm-hmm. certainly um, certainly helps. And also with the app as well, make sure it's, uh, it gives you the option there to share its location with us as well. Yep. And it just pings every half an hour. And I've, I've got to tell you, it does nothing to your battery. No. So that, well, let's, let's, let's throw that one out of there straight away. And it just helps us in, in case if you're logging on, you don't come back when you're supposed to. We know where you are. We've got a rough idea and then we can come and help you out. Well, we should have two batteries, one for the electronics on the boat and the other to make sure the engine starts. Absolutely. <laughs> Pretty simple. Absolutely. You don't want to end up behind a tow line if you can if it's avoidable. Oh yeah. So true. <laughs> I, I just think I just think that I would be worried about about the embarrassment factor myself. Yeah, oh, but you're look, like that. You're on T V. The drag of the drag of shame. <laughs> the but, drag uh, of it shame. doesn't worry me, you know, I haven't got a head for it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> look, it's um some people do get quite embarrassed by it as well. Um but don't be embarrassed. It it does happen. It's just one of those things. We'll come and look after you as best we can. But um, if we do bring you into a busy boat ramp, well, then, you know, and your mates start to take it out of you, well, you know, that's just the way it is. If it's me you're coming for, please bring coffee and biscuits. And TikTok. <laughs> Post it on TikTok. Stuart. Somebody will always film it. There will always be a camera. Oh, yeah. Stuart, thank you very much for your time this morning. I hope you have a boring and quiet weekend in the nicest possible way. Yes. I do as well. Stay safe on the water, gents, and we'll talk again soon. 12 minutes away from six here on High Tide. Right now, Make-A-Wish is supporting over 800 critically ill kids across Australia. That's more Wish Kids than ever before who need your support. Wish Kids like Cooper. Eight-year-old Cooper has a rare neurological condition and often spends his holidays in hospital. His biggest wish is to have a fun holiday in the snow, throwing snowballs and building a snowman. Thanks to Make-A-Wish, that's all about to come true. Helping sick kids like Cooper find hope is something we all have the power to do. You can help create inspirational wishes. Donate today at makeawish.org.au the legendary Don McLean starry, starry night. is returning for his farewell tour of Australia to celebrate the 50th anniversary of American Pie. And I love you so. Saturday, April 22 at the Sydney Coliseum, Broody Hill. Tickets on sale now at oneworldentertainment.com.au. Don McLean, last shows ever in Australia. Get your tickets now. If you like golf, you'll love Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club at Ludnam. Located just 45 minutes west of the Sydney CBD and 15 minutes from Parramatta and Penrith, Twin Creeks boasts an immaculate and challenging 18-hole par 72 championship layout.
To book in for a game you'll really enjoy, go to the website twincreeksgolf.com.au or call the friendly, helpful staff at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club on 9670 8888. 9670 8888. Lucy was just five when she was removed from her parents after years of trauma and neglect. Her elderly grandparents took her into their care, but they were desperate for help to meet her needs. Thanks to Mission Australia, they're now wrapped in a blanket of support and Lucy has transformed into a happy, healthy girl. Help vulnerable Australian children and their grandparents when crisis hits. Call 1-800-888868 or visit missionaustralia.com.au to donate today. If you're involved in the recovery phase following the recent devastating floods, be at the Floodplain Management Australia National Conference. Floodplain Management Australia is a not-for-profit association with a network of practitioners who seek to share their knowledge in reducing the impact of flooding. Be at Sydney's Lunar Park Conference Centre from May 23rd to 26th. You go to floodplainconference.com or you can phone 0266509800. If you're looking to start a business, buying a franchise is an excellent option and with all group franchises, you'll have ongoing support. The home services industry is experiencing rapid growth as people are too busy to maintain their homes. All group franchises offers a range of home services franchise options, including lawns and gardens, and you'll be trained in every aspect. Visit allgrouppranchises.com.au or call 0429 691 413. That's 0429 691 413. Everything you need to know now. Sydney's 2SM. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Heading for tops of around the mid-20s right up and down the east coast of Australia. Hope you're having a good one. I tell you what, it is Greek Easter tomorrow uh, for some, but other people are celebrating a type of Christmas because they've been given a lot of presents, Kieran Riki. And I'm referring to our good friend Greg Reid, who's got some pretty good news. How are you, sir? Um, not bad at all. How are, we, how are we this morning? You're smiling? Always smiling. <laughs> you had a bit of a, you kicked a bit of a goal during the week. Tell us about it. Oh, yeah, look, the end of the week, uh, start of the week, sort of a culmination of a couple of years worth of work, really, but um, our little lure company, ProLureAustralia.com.au, you can find those in um, in BCS now. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, it's a good thing. Did you get a, in all in all of your uh, entrepreneurialism and your corporate gagging, did you get the chance to get out there and go for a fish? Oh, I make time... To go for a fish every week. I make time. <laughs> you make the time. I live off it. Um, it's ingrained into my lifestyle, and it doesn't matter how busy I get. Um, I'm never too busy to go for a flick or go for a surf or go boating because um, it's just what I do. The it's surf a, is, It's a lifestyle choice. The surf has been crazy down the south coast. Oh, it's just been epic. It's been great. The guy's getting yeah. barreled left, right, and centre. Yeah, that's why we live on the south coast. Yeah, <laughs> you just need it's thicker great. wetsuits. And it's such a great time of year, and it's such a great time of year like to be a surfer as well. Like you've got so many options, you know, for that whole, you know, just the whole water-based lifestyle. It's um, it's pretty epic. Where have they been biting? Yeah, they have. Um, yeah, personally, I've I've just mainly just been uh, land-based, uh, walking the beaches. I've been getting a few bonito off the. Um, Getting a few bonito off the rocks um, out towards Murray's Beach. I really like bonito. People that poo-poo bonito, like, don't know how to cook. Um, smoked or um, with... Uh, I like them in a pan with a bit of butter, and I marinate them up first with uh, salt and sugar and ketchup manis. And then you just cook them in the butter real quick so that the inside's a bit pink on a bed of sushi rice and top with a bit of fresh coriander from the garden. Mate, it's, um, it's next level. It's pretty good gear. So there's a few of those around. You can throw your medals around for those. You just need a nice long, um, say, Shimano Raider travel rod. And I only fish with six or eight-pound braid when I'm spinning for bonnies. You don't need to be loaded up with heavy gear. And with six or eight-pound braid, you can cast a 45-gram uh, metal 60, 70 metres off the rocks. Um, you cover in distance, and all you've got to do is turn the handle. So mixed in with those is other pelagics, like your yeah, Australian salmon, um, as well as um, as well as Taylor as well, um, but like at this time of year, we're um, 
the, the mullet are really starting to run in full effect. Um, and I really like to get on the beaches this time of year and actually target the mullet on lures. Um, I just fish really light, three-pound braid, um, six-pound six leader. Use a one-eighth jig head. I only use a small um, small grub in a grub tail or curly tail grub in the motor oil colour. Motor oil is like a sort of translucent, sort of greeny, chartreuse sort of colour. Not real bright chartreuse. It's got a bit of a brown tone to it, uh, but it's sort of like a fluoro green thing. And the mullet aren't, a- <coughs> mullet aren't actually really hungry, but um, when they're schooled up, like you've got hundreds of tonnes running up the beaches at the moment. And the big, you know, these are the big bullies that you actually get in the, in the lake that won't eat a bread, won't eat a bread fly or anything for love or money, but you get them on the beaches when they're schooled up and they're running, and you just drag a little grub past their face. They almost swipe at it out of, uh, out of aggression, I guess, and, and they will properly eat a little grub, and you'll catch mullet a couple of kilos. Um, great fun from a fishing perspective. And um, same again, anyone tells you mullet's not a, not, not, not a delicacy or, or a great fish to eat doesn't know how to cook. Mm. Um, because they are absolutely delicious, particularly smoked. Um, so plenty of them on the on the beaches at the moment, and um, the listeners might know, look, I've got a real penchant for fishing with long rods. Um, we really just can't get anything in that in that retail space that really does the job there, so I'm uh, going to watch this space. We'll collaborate on um, designing a, a range of long rods starting at 8 foot 6 up to 10 foot 6 for light tackle lure, uh, lure fishing inshore and off your boat. Um, but uh, all in all, yeah, we've got Nordleys today. Water's still pretty warm. It's still 22 degrees down here. I actually want it to cool off a little bit for the Kings. Um, once these westerlies start firing up, we get it, you know, like a few days of westerlies this time of year, that countercurrent will start to sort of fill in. Um, but looking at the way the current's going at the moment, I reckon it's going to be warm till July. Um, but um, drift across the heads for Jervis Bay for... Uh, good feet are flooded, and then we still got good squid around the margin. So kings have been pretty slow. And I had a, I had an inquiry during the week through Messenger. You know, what um, why can't I catch illegal kingfish? It's, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Bottom line is we we harvest kingies um, below spawning size, and we still got a bag limit of five. So our kingie fisheries. It's nowhere near as good as it could be. You talk to the old timers down here, and they go out to the middle ground and pull five or six ton in a few hours of 20 to 30 kilo fish. Those days are well and truly gone. So we've we probably, I think, um, drop the bag limit down to one and um, have a minimum size limit of 80 centimetres just for a couple of years even, and you'll see an amazing recovery. But then again... We've got to go, Greg. And no one else really cares. So, uh, yeah, have a great weekend. Yep. And, uh, Catch up with you shortly. I'll have a chat to you later.